welcome to another edition of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. I'm your host, Gazette Hawkeyes reporter, John Steppy. It's been a busy day as I record this on the Thursday before 4th of July. Woke up this morning, wasn't quite sure how busy today was going to be, and it turned out to be very busy. So Keaton Proctor commits to Iowa, five-star recruit. That's a big deal. USC and UCLA are expected to and are planning to join the Big Ten. By the time this gets published, it'll probably be official. So both those things are pretty significant for Iowa football. So giving you some initial thoughts here on both those topics. And I'll start off with USC and UCLA, that part of the news. We have questions from our subtext subscribers. And Sarah's question is a great way to weed things off here. Why would USC or UCLA join the Big Ten? And really, I could give a long, eloquent answer, but there's kind of one word that speaks volumes here, and it's money. And what seems to be happening in the world of college athletics is with the next round of media rights agreement that are going to come into play, the power five could end up being a power two because the projections I've been seeing so far have the SEC and the Big Ten kind of in one tier and then the other three power conferences in another tier and a pretty big difference in between. So if you're USC or UCLA, this is your chance to jump up tiers in terms of media money. And that's really important when you look at it and all the financial issues that happened in 2020, as far ago as that seems, with Iowa and having to cut sports. The main thing that kind of started this was the lack of football media rights was the big budget well, I would say the biggest budget impact. There were other significant aspects too, like ticket sales, contributions. But the lack of media rights, that tells you how much these athletic departments financially really need this media rights money. And this is a chance for USC and UCLA to really cash in. And we'll see what exactly those numbers are going to look like. But I wouldn't be surprised if each team ends up getting probably nine figures. I wouldn't be surprised. Low nine figures. So there's a lot of money here for the Big Ten. There was already before adding USC and UCLA. And now it's even more so. Obviously, there are going to be some logistical challenges to having a conference that has membership in Southern California and Piscataway, New Jersey. That is pretty much as far away from each other in terms of two points as you can get. But the money from the media rights deal will, I'm sure, soothe any wounds there. I wouldn't be surprised if there were a couple of the non-revenue coaches in the Big Ten who are looking to see the best way to travel to L.A. 
Um, so that could pose some challenges there. But overall, you're not going to turn down this much money, both on the USC and UCLA side of things as the athletic departments that seem poised to any minute now be officially offered Big Ten membership or for the existing 14 members. You look at it and the Big Ten is already in some pretty big TV markets. Chicago between Northwestern and Illinois. You've got that. You've technically got New York with Rutgers, but I don't know how captivated the New York market is by Rutgers. You've got Philly with Penn State by extension there to some extent. So you've got some of the top TV markets there in the country that the Big Ten was already in. But it isn't like the Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, Dubuque, Waterloo TV market is huge by any means. And it isn't like the Omaha and the Lincoln TV markets are huge. So this gives you some nice TV markets to be in as well. It's kind of funny because this was before my time, but um, how at the 2019 Holiday Bowl, how Kurt Ferentz kind of reaffirmed not going out west outside of a bowl game and not wanting to schedule non-conference out west. Well, now there might be some conference games come 2024 or later out west. So maybe that's a little bit of irony there in this whole thing, but there are probably some other benefits for the Big Ten um, on that side of things. Um, for baseball, it certainly elevates play. I think you could see that maybe on a smaller scale with some other sports. For example, UCLA, if you use them and softball as an example. That's another quality team there that can really strengthen the Big Ten in some of those non-revenue sports. In volleyball, the Big Ten obviously already is one of the premier conferences, if not the premier conference. And I think these additions help that as well. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think this probably isn't the end of it. Where... You could see a lot of teams, I think, had a little bit of a wake-up call with this decision. And the schools that have a little more media leverage, or I should say TV money leverage, I should clarify that there, we could see some more movement there. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's... The point that our columnist, Mike Kloss, made is it's good luck for Iowa that they ended up geographically in the right place to be in the Big Ten because really it seems like the Big Ten's the winner out of today, where if you combine that with the Texas and Oklahoma SEC news, the winners are everybody in the Big Ten and SEC now, and everyone else is kind of the losers right now in this circumstance. And we'll see what happens with other 
conference realignment. Usually it's not just one or two dominoes that fall, but that'll be interesting to see. Then kind of switching gears over here to Caden Proctor's decision. This would have been the big news from the day. Um, well, already you could probably say it is the big news of the day, but I think it would be the definitive only big news had it been on pretty much any other day of the year. But it's been a busy day with the USC-UCLA situation. So Caden Proctor, five-star recruit from Southeast Polk, certainly some benefits for him staying in state, um, particularly when it comes to NIL value. He gets to play with his high school teammate, Xavier Wampa. Wampa has been making a pretty concerted effort to recruit him. That seemed clear ever since he committed, where he was already talking about that. Let's see, that was December 2021 when he made his announcement and I was there. That was already something he was talking about, was getting Caden to come with. And now that's the case, Caden could pretty much have gone anywhere he could have. He could pretty much name his own destination. And that school likely would have taken him based on how many offers, including Alabama. Always a nice stature thing for Iowa to be able to beat out Alabama. Um, Eric asked a question related to Caden Proctor, and he likes the USC-UCLA additions, marquee names, and TV market. Um, excited for that. Um, he was asking if I know what the NIL deal was for Caden Proctor. And there were some rumors out there I know about a possible NIL deal for Caden Proctor. He'll certainly make NIL money at Iowa being a hometown or a home state kid. That certainly has captivated a lot of the fan base. All of our analytics today show, yeah, he's captivated the fan base. That's for sure. Um, so there's any money to be made there. As for was there a big NIL deal? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I think sometimes what happens with these NIL rumors is what sometimes is just a rumor, sometimes can get taken as a fact at times. So I haven't, maybe I missed it, but I haven't seen any of my other media colleagues saying definitively, hey, this was for sure a big NIL deal that moved the needle there. That's not what he's been saying in media interviews, of course. So yeah, that's kind of my, I don't know if disclaimer is the right word for that, warning for that is, yeah, sometimes NIL rumors can move quickly, but regardless of, you know, the whatever the NIL situation was or wasn't, there are certainly a lot of other benefits for Caden Proctor and particularly a future NFL contract. There's seemingly a a very capable path there for him to get that, considering it's 
let's see, 19 Iowa offensive linemen who've been drafted during the Kirk Fair and Sarah. Those are some pretty good numbers there. You'd take that probably any day there. So, yeah, it's a big get for Iowa, no doubt about it. Um, at the same time, there's the reason why they don't hang up recruiting banners. So you look at it, there are a lot of five-star recruits who have turned out phenomenally well, but then you don't have to look far where if you look at the 24-7 sports has their all-time commits ranking for Iowa, and now Caden Proctor is number one. Number two is Kyle Williams back in the class of 2004 which didn't turn out well. But then number three was A.J. Epinesa, which undoubtedly turned out very well, considering he now is playing in the NFL. So, you know, can only say so much before he actually steps foot on campus. But certainly good news for Iowa. You look at some of the names like Epinesa, who have been five-star recruits. It doesn't happen at Iowa very often. But there have been some really good players who have taken that route. So we'll see what happens in a year or so. So got a little bit of time between now and then. But maybe there'll be a few more Hawkeye fans at Southeast Polk Games to get an early scouting report this fall. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. I hope you all have a safe and enjoyable 4th of July weekend. Nobody get hurt with fireworks. So that's always the key there. I, from my news side, before moving over to sports, I've seen the various police reports said inevitably come out right after 4th of July weekend. So please don't be the person on the police report who lost their finger or something, or I don't know, started their garage on fire, whatever. Um, And I will be back with another episode next week. Until then, we will talk Hawks later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.